live your life, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for Yeah, rear naked choke of Cocker Spaniel, bro. You know what I'm saying? Change the neighborhood up. Conspiracy Farm. Go. Check it out. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever this presentation finds you. We got a good one today. Jeff Dornick from the Jeff Dornick Show. But before we kick it off, I am rolling, as always, with my partner in crime, UFC Hall of Famer, Eater of Worlds, Pat Militich. Patrick, how are we doing this morning? I'm doing great, Jeffrey, and I'm excited to speak with our guest, who's a very knowledgeable gentleman about uh, happenings in the world. Well, and we have plenty of those going on. Jeff, how are you doing, sir? Talked about how do you get how do you get your show kicked off? What's the show all about? What's the kind of content people can expect to find over at the Jeff Dornick show? Yeah, definitely. I've, I've been I've actually been uh, you know podcasting and, and having a show for it's probably been about five five years now, uh, and it's kind of morphed. Uh, it's been it's been a very interesting development. I started off. Uh, as a, a strictly Christian theological show where I was just interviewing pastors and theologians and all that kind of stuff. And then as time was going on and all the craziness going on in the world, I slowly get started getting pulled into politics. And then uh, a buddy of mine, J.D. Rucker, uh, approached me about uh, kind of joining forces. We ended up starting Freedom First Podcast Network. Uh, and so we started that. I, you know, launched my, launched the Jeff Dornick show. And from there, I'm just been doing shows every day. We're talking about all, all, all the controversial things that you're not supposed to talk about in public society, like, you know, things like COVID-19, vaccines being bioweapons, election fraud, conspiracy theories, crazy stuff going on. So it's been, it's been, it's been fun. It's been fun. All the people that I've been able to meet, interview, pick their brains. I, I feel like I've learned more just from picking people's brains than anything else. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun, but I basically, I air my shows every single day, Monday through Friday at six o'clock Eastern on Rumble, Getter, Clout Hub. And as of late, I'm back on Twitter. So we're on, uh, on Twitter as well. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun doing the show. Well, I bet. I think, Pat, we have a little bit of frame of reference for those kind of topics he mentioned. We've been going down the rabbit hole, starting out on the farm, the Spiracy Farm, and now here over at Red Voice Media with the Self-Defense Warrior Podcast. Pat, were you about to jump in there? Yeah, I was going to ask, you know, since you mentioned uh, Twitter, Jeff, I wanted to ask you, you know, my thought is when they start these new uh, social media locations and all the all the conservatives run over there and then you know, you've got Elon Musk saying, you know, I bought Twitter and, and now it's freedom of speech. How much do you see this as actual freedom or as a honeypot? I've, I've been concerned about, about Elon and what, and what's actually going on, uh, on with, with Twitter specifically. I mean, you know, Elon historically does have ties with the World Economic Forum, uh, which anybody that does have those ties, I tend to kind of question their motives and are they actually being honest and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, and, you know, we'll, we'll see how it all, how it all plays out. My concern with what's happened over the last several, several years since Twitter's been doing all their censorship, you know, craziness going on. Is, you know, you have all these alternatives popping up. People like Gab, people like Getter, people like Clout Hub, all these places. None of them, except maybe Gab, but even then, none of them are actually truly free speech. You know, Gab says that they are, but I know that they've, they've censored some people and things along those lines. Getter's definitely not a free speech platform. I've, you know, I've interviewed Jason Miller. I like what they've done. It's, it's a slick, it's a slick platform. It's probably the best alternative in, in the sense of the user face and all of that. 
but they're a free political speech platform. They're not an actual free speech platform, and I actually, you know, got him to confirm that on my show. Uh, you know, same thing with CloudHub. CloudHub has a list of I forget how many words that you're that you're not allowed to use uh, on on their platform, and they'll they'll stop you from posting. I remember I posted one show where where the the uh, the guy sent me the title uh, of our show that was on Freedom First Network, and and it was it was a weird combination of words, but basically he he had, he had accidentally written the word do twice, so it said do do. That was actually censored on on CloudHub. They did not allow me to post that because it was inappropriate because it was due to it was the stupidest thing in the world but it shows what's going on when when you have all these guys that claim we're a free speech platform but we're going to stop you from saying these words or talking about this topic or things along those lines so it's kind of been a trap to a certain degree on both sides because everybody's searching for that free speech platform but i don't think it's actually out there yeah i find it very uh so ironic then, that you know to go no, further sorry. it sorry Ahead, I, was, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, going further into it, finding out the FBI, you know, had employees at Twitter and all the other stuff, the stuff that we already pretty much knew is just confirmed now. So through the through the government, um, we are having our free speech suppressed. And so all of those others that are doing the same thing, I mean, it is complicit. They are complicit in the crimes of suppressing free speech using, you know, government power and their you know, their corporatism. And it's at some point, when do citizens wake up and go, hey, man, we're done. We're done with the crimes being committed against us. We're done with the suppression of free speech, the suppression of the truth, um, you know, or at least the search for truth. And that that's a scary, very slippery slope that we're on right now. Yeah, well, and I think that, that was a really good point about, about all these all these other platforms being complicit in all of this, and because because the the reality of it is, like as as you said, it's been confirmed that the FBI and our government has been involved with the censorship game, especially with, with big tech. And I think a lot of times we think big tech is being Twitter and Facebook and Google specifically, but but the reality of it is it branches out much further, and we've seen this with platforms like Truth Social and Getter and some of these others that they rely on the Google App Store, on the Apple App Store, uh, and and. And so what they end up doing, they have their censorship, uh, you know, set up. Truth Social is actually using artificial intelligence that's developed by Silicon Valley in order to actually further the censorship goals that Apple and Google are putting on them because they want to be in in those app stores for people to download. Uh, the only one that I'm actually seeing that's actually, you know, creating an alternative and not caring about the app stores is Gab. And they, so they don't even have an app. But all these other platforms, they're so beholden to big tech and big tech is beholden to the FBI that whether it's directly or indirectly, they're all being they're all being complicit in this censorship game. And it's all trickling down from our government, violating our First Amendment rights. Well, and not only is it censorship, you know, you going back to Operation Mockingbird coming out of World War Two, it's about creating narratives, creating false narratives and maintaining those narratives through through the media. Yeah, no, that, that, that's, that's also very important. And we, and we've, we've seen that play out, I think, especially on Twitter, but obviously all the, all the different platforms as well, where not only are they censoring people, but then they're pushing particular narratives on, on almost every time I see a particular headline or narrative running on social media, I immediately think the truth is probably the exact opposite mm. of, of what, of what they're pushing. And it's, it's really interesting seeing these narratives, uh, come out, you know, every, everything from, you know, everything related to COVID, everything related to the vaccines, you know, and then it, then you start going down this rabbit trail of thinking, okay, so is everything that they're either censoring or promoting, it, does that tell me exactly what the truth is? And then what then throws me for a loop is that, 
Google, like one of the biggest things that Google's been censoring over the last five or ten years has been has been flat earth. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, I don't believe in flat earth, but why is Google censoring that? It, it, it almost messes with your mind. It's almost like they're just trying to create this chaos to where you never actually know what's really true. We've talked about that. I forget his name. Vladislav Surkov used to work for Putin. He was talking about asymmetrical nonlinear warfare. He's like in an asymmetrical warfare. The point isn't to win the war. It's to keep you wondering what the hell's going on. Yeah. yeah. What is no, on? And as they invert reality, it just exacerbates that notion. Yeah. No, it's it's true. And we see, we see that playing out, especially with with all these mainstream media narratives, because because what's happened. And again, I always preface every single interview that I, that I give with I live in communist California. I'm probably very jaded because I'm surrounded by Democrats, surrounded by liberals, surrounded by people that are still wearing five masks and, you know, bragging about their eighth booster th that they've gotten. <laughs> but but the reality is like these people, it's like they can't trust their own eyes anymore. Like talking, talking to these people, they can't, they can't, it's like they can't verify that they're literally seeing on the news every single day people dying suddenly, randomly. This didn't happen before. They can't see what's happening in front of their own eyes. They can't, they can't look at data anymore because they have to trust the expert. They can't, they can't trust themselves. You know, and, and I really learned that a lot when I, I would, I would sit down with my, with my liberal friends that are all pro vaccine, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I sit down and I go over the actual FDA approval letter for, for the Comirnaty, uh, you know, vaccine. And, it, and they're like, you know, it protects you from contracting COVID. It protects you from spreading it. And all. And like, if you actually look at the data, you actually look at the numbers in there. You do realize that what the, what they actually said is that the COVID-19 vaccine made by Pfizer and BioNTech, it protects you from COVID by a grand total of 0.7% when you compare natural immunity to <laughs> the vaccine. 0.7%. And, and th it, this is going to make you laugh even more. For seven days after getting injected. That's all that they tested it for was for seven days. They tested 40,000 people, a grand total of like 170 total people contracted COVID-19 during those seven days after getting injected. 95% of them were unvaccinated, but they only took that very small sample. But when you compare the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated, it actually only improved your protection for 0.7% for seven days. That's all they tested. That blows everybody's mind, but they're like, but then why would Fauci, why would the FDA, why would the FDA, why would everybody say that it's going to protect you indefinitely? They, it's like they can't get past this, this expert. They have to trust the expert. They can't trust the data. They can't trust their own eyes. They can't trust their own reason. And that's the effect of all this craziness going on, like what you were talking about with all these narratives. Well, and I was listening to uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was on, I forget his name. I think it was the valuetainment guy. I forget. I'm sorry if I forget his name, Ben Ray or something like Anyway, he was saying to, to Tyson, he's like, the vaccine doesn't work. So like, why did they say, like you said, it'll keep you from getting or spreading it? And he said it, it morphed, it, it mutated. So you're still using the same vaccine for, you know, a virus that mutated and still assume it's effective. He's like, no, that's why it's less affected because it's mutated. I mean, it was just this weird. And we're going to get into mental gymnastics, like the mental gymnastics, like you said, people have to do to rationalize to themselves. I don't know if it's why. What is people's we've been at me and Pat have been asking this over the last three years. What happened to us where we just gave up? Not to say we ever all had free thinking minds, but why are no. What's this? Hold oh, on, hold on. I gotta interrupt you. People. What's this we stuff, Jeff? What's this? What's this we stuff? You got a turn in your pocket? Wait, wait sorry, sorry, I, I I didn't hear that. That's I'm unnecessarily saying, interrupting me. What is what is the we what is the we stuff? 
society. What happened to society? <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, our our ability to critically think about anything. And I mean, I mean, people necessarily, like you said, your liberal friends—they're not necessarily stupid people, but they just fall for you know old Beverly Hills Cop. They fall for the banana and the tailpipe like every time. And it is that mass Stockholm syndrome. You keep believing that people have been lying to you over and over again. But I mean, maybe I just answered it's some kind of variation of Stockholm syndrome. Why? Why are people falling for this? We're watching people die left and right. I got an article here. Um, mass deaths. People are wanting in Australia. Why are so many people dying? My cousin last week, a week and a half ago, lives in Australia, 51 years old, inoperable blood clot causes a stroke and he dies a few days later. And this is just all over. I mean, this is just my family. I saw a dude fall out right in front of me, 30-some years old, going to seizures, just got his second jab. This is about a year and a half ago, 30-some years old, had to be rushed to Iowa City, which is a big trauma unit, had to have a chunk of his skull removed because he had a brain blood, brain bleed aneurysm, is in what's called uh, assisted living for the rest of his life. We're watching this happen right in front of us. Why aren't people seeing it? Well, Sorry, I, I, I ramble there. Well, no, it's it, it's a it's a good question and it's a good point. I think and I think for anybody to say that there's one particular thing that's contributing to it, I, I think I think is you know you're missing the big picture because I think we have to take a step back. We have, we have to look. There's different motivations for different people, but I, but I think a lot of this comes back to either people are too lazy to do, to do their own research and like look, I don't trust myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna trust this other person who went to school for 20 years and and in, in Fauci's case botched the AIDS epidemic and all that kind of stuff. I'm gonna trust that guy because he's an expert. He's been he's been put, he's been put in this place. But the other side, I I, I was I uh, saw a a lecture that a psychologist gave. And he he made a very interesting point that that what they've done is is they've created this chaos to where you don't actually you don't actually know what's true unless you actually literally legitimately sit down and spend hours diving into the data, diving into the research, diving into the narratives like like I've had the opportunity to do. But you, but what, they created this chaos to where, again, you, you're questioning your reality. And then on top of that, you've got this supposed pandemic that's that's been unleashed on the world. And it creates fear because remember in the beginning, they were saying tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people are going to die from this thing. Well, that turned out not to be true. But what they did is they started off with this fear tactic to get you to, first of all, question reality, second of all, to live in fear. And then what ends up happening when you live in fear, you become more trusting of somebody else because you're looking for answers. You're looking for a way out. You're looking for that leader to follow. And that's been one of my biggest concerns with our country and the state of where we where we are right now is we've got a bunch of people that just want to play follow the leader. And then we're just picking our leader to follow, and they're just we're just following them down the rabbit hole. That's a very dangerous place for us to be when we give up our own critical thinking, we give up our, our own constitutional rights, we give up our own ration our own rationale, we give up like legitimately looking at what's happening in front of us and questioning our very reality. That's a massive, massive concern with where we are right now, and I think it all comes back to the mass chaos. And the massive amount of fear that's being instilled into people every single day to where they, they, they're just looking for a, a quick, easy answer in somebody who claims to have the answers. And that's going to be a Fauci. That's going to be a Bill Gates. That's going to be Pfizer. That's going to be all these guys because they claim to have the answer. So we're going to follow them because I don't want to die from COVID. That's, that's the rationale, I think, about what's happening right now. You know, this is, we have a different, you know, uh, it, it all comes down to loops of information. Who do you get your information from? How have you obtained your inf information? Have you questioned the information that's been fed to you over the years? And, you know, for me, 
everything started, really my mind opened up when I read G. Edward Griffin's book, uh, The Creature from Jekyll Island. And once you look at the monetary system and realize how fixed everything is and, and how everything is just, you know, um, it, it's not real. It's, it's just a lie. Everything is a lie. And once you realize that, then you go, wait a minute. If, if our monetary system and the whole system of money is a lie, well, what else is a lie? And then you start going down the rabbit holes of the education system, of the medical system, of all these different systems that have been put in place. And you recognize, wow, is there anything that's actually true? And, you know, over 20-some years ago when my first kid was going to be born, I started researching vaccines. And I dug into it when the information was really readily available, if you wanted it, right? And so after researching pretty deeply for about a week, and I was raised by a, a woman who was a great woman, a nursing director, ran a nursing school, you know, very intelligent lady, uh, I was pro-vaccine at the time when I went, when I dug into it. And by the time I got done after a week, I went, poof, this is new way. And knock on wood, <laughs> you know, all three of my kids have really, besides sniffles and coughs and stuff like that, have really never been sick. Uh, nothing ever, um, uh, to even, you know, besides one staph infection that, that one of my kids had, um, on their leg from, you know, whatever. However, it happened. There's been nothing serious ever. So, you know, their immune systems are bulletproof. They've not been injected with toxic chemicals and heavy metals and all the other stuff, the foreign DNA and aborted fetal cell DNA and all the things that can cause everything to go wrong with the body. Um, they've not been exposed to. And I think that um, I'm not condemning anybody for following and, and doing what everybody's been told to do. Um, I'm just telling you that. You know, the, the things that are causing illness are the things that are trapped inside of your cells, you know, the heavy metals and the synthetic chemicals and all the other stuff. And there is, there are ways to get rid of that stuff out of your body. There are ways to get rid of it. And it's, and it's only through the power of what God has created and it's organic. Yeah. Well, and, and I, and I think, I think that that's a really good point. Uh, you know, the, there's a couple different, you know, trains of thought I was thinking as, as you were saying that, because on one hand, you know, I'm out, I, again, I'm out here in communist California where, uh, we just made it out here and, and I say we loosely because I'm completely opposed to this, but, uh, in California, it's now illegal for doctors to be anti-vax, not just COVID, but just in general. And there's 37 doctors right now that are facing losing the medical license in the state of California right now for writing vaccine exemptions in general, not just for COVID, but for kids to go to school because the parents didn't want them to get the polio vaccine or, you know, one of these other vaccines. And these doctors would write exemptions for for these kids to not get vaccines uh, that they needed to get to get in school. And now these 37 doctors are now facing losing their medical license in in the state of California for writing these vaccine exemptions. Again, not just COVID, but in general, that's a very dangerous place where doctors can't even have their own medical opinion based upon yeah. their own expertise. They just have to follow the leader. That that's that's part of the problem there as well. But then, you know, like like you were saying, with with all the craziness and all the chemicals that are that are in these vaccines, that's a ma that's a major that's a major danger with with what's going on right now. But also too, we also can't we also can't forget it's not just the vaccines that are causing all, all these crazy health issues and all that kind of stuff. It's also all the chemicals that we're that we're consuming in our foods. It's all the pesticides. Absolutely. It's, 
Like it's all the plastics that we're using. It's all the nonstick pans that we're cooking with. It's all these, it's all these things. And my wife and I, for, for probably the last decade, we've basically weeded out all of those things from our lives. We eat, we eat almost ex- pretty much exclusively organic. We don't use nonstick pans anymore, anymore. We threw away all the plastic in our house. Everything's glass or, or stainless steel. We're very particular about those kinds of things. And I gotta say, looking at myself, Versus, versus the rest of my family, I'm the only one without health issues. I'm the only, I'm the only one that's healthy, and it's because of the, of the food that's going into my body. I have not taken pharmaceutical drugs except one time for a medical emergency that I, that I had to take. I haven't taken pharmaceutical drugs in over, probably over a decade. Uh, you know, the thing that we've got to, we've got to understand is, is like you said, God, God created us to have an immune system. There's certain things that you can do to build up that immune system. But it's not injecting yourself with all of these chemicals that are that are probably creating autism, probably creating ADHD, probably creating cancer, probably creating all these autoimmune issues. And if you look at guys like RFK Jr. and all the research that they've done, it showed the vaccines are actually creating this kind of stuff. And on top of that, then you're dealing with all these hormonal issues that are coming from the plastics that are leaching into your foods because you're sticking it in the microwave. And it's it's this crazy and the herbicides and all the other stuff that destroys testosterone levels and estrogen levels, all of it. Exactly. And, and this, this is one of those things that I think it's been good about, about the COVID vaccine, you know, debacle about what's been going on. Cause it's waking up a lot of conservatives to what's going on. Cause this used to be just a primarily a lefty thing talking about going organic and going green and all that, and all that kind of stuff. But it's been good that conservatives hmm. are waking up to that, but we've got to take it a step further. It's all, it's, it's the farming. It's, it's how we're raising our food. It's where we're getting our food. It's what we're putting into our bodies on a daily level. It's what we're, it's what we're, um, you know, having around ourselves in our our own environment in our own home what what kind of what kind of scents what kind of fragrances are you putting around are you are you lighting candles that are filled with chemicals it it's it's a deep rabbit hole that you can go down but it's also when you actually research this stuff it's dangerous the kind of stuff that we have around ourselves on a daily basis yeah and that's the it's it's medical it's it, medical and environmental <laughs> terrorism literally is what it is and they're being paid massive amounts of dollars and and these corporations are making billions of dollars off of these products, you know, just something as simple as, you know, my daughter was having um, armpit. She was breaking out, one of my daughters. And I said, well, what deodorant are you using? That's the problem, you know, and switch over. And since she switched over, doesn't happen anymore. You know, all of these things, because our skin, it's the biggest organ we have. So anything that you put on your body, you're going to absorb a lot of it, and it's going to cause, you know, some serious issues. And so that's People need to recognize that. Stop buying those products, period. Because, but then when I, we talk about common sense, right, Jeff? And we say, listen, just stop eating these types of foods, the processed foods, you know, all this stuff. Stop using these products that have aluminum and parabens and all these other things in them. And, but their minds have been so dulled. 59% of Americans are in it on at least five pharmaceutical products or more. So we know that many pharmaceutical products dim uh, the usage or the, the activity of the frontal lobes, which basically creates narcissism. It creates a, a lack of empathy, a lot of these other things. We've talked about this before. So they're just not thinking straight. So when we talk to them and say, listen, man, this is common sense, they're not connecting. They're not connecting. Yeah, no, it, it, that that is a very good point. And, and, and also, too, it's like you, you look you look at like our food, for example, right? If, if you look at it, it's it's conventional food and organic food. 
it's like the organic is seen as the other. It's the alternative. Like if it's an alternative lifestyle, alternative medicine, alternative food, alternative nutrition. When in reality, it's the way that God made it. That should be, that should be the conventional. But conventional. It's the only. It's exactly. the only form. It's the, it's the only forms of food and the only form of medicine. Yeah, exactly. And what do you think? It's like we, we talk about conventional medicine and conventional food. That's the stuff that it's, it's genetic, it's genetically modified. It's full of chemicals. They, they, they dump just massive amounts of pesticides and herbicides and all that kind of stuff all, all over this kind of stuff. It's crazy. But, but the, the terminology that we use in this country is, is I think really contributing to the brainwashing of the American people where, where it's like they don't want to be seen as other. Everybody in in today's society wants to fit in. They want to be a part of. They want to be a part of a group. And so even even you know all these crazy alternative lifestyles and all that kind of stuff that are going around in our country right now. At the same time, it's because they're trying to fit in with that particular group. And that's part of the problem with what we're dealing with with this health issue specifically is that people don't want to be seen as other. They don't want to be seen as conspiracy theorists. They don't want to be seen as this weird freak that only eats organic food and only eats paleo or whatever it might be. When when in when in reality this quote unquote alternative lifestyle of eating clean and healthy and eliminating chemicals and eliminating plastics from your life, in all reality, it's the way that God intended us to be, but we're seen as strange and other from the from the quote-unquote conventional lifestyle that is just basically giving everybody cancer, giving everybody autoimmune issues, giving everybody food allergies. It's it's crazy, the kind of backwards thinking that we have, but I got to say – it's it's very intentional, in my opinion, that th- that this is happening because of the intentional word usage that's being laid out by our right. government and by our leaders. That proves that proves the the objective, you know, period, end of story. And the conversation that Jeff and I were having when I was walking into this building uh, to do this show, you know, I said, you know, the NFL just announced and the NFL's Players Association just literally announced that just broke that they are stopping all protocol for COVID. So no more vaccines, obviously. There's a lot of players that are suffering from from injuries, vaccine injuries, right? And I was talking about this. Jeff was on speakerphone, and I was walking in because I was carrying a bunch of stuff. And there was a guy, looked like he was, you know, early 20s maybe, and he was ahead of me walking. And when he heard the conversation that Jeff and I were having, he turned around and looked at me and absolute terror in his eyes because he had never heard anything like this probably in his life. And so that's the kind of stuff that people need to hear and be shaken uh, because they've been programmed with emotions. They need to be deprogrammed with emotions. Let's deprogram them, either with comedy, um, as Jeff always says, you know, um, spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, or yeah. with absolute terror and fear. It's got to be one or the other that shakes them to their core so that their lizard brain gets deprogrammed and reprogrammed with the truth. Yeah, it, and it's been really interesting talk, talking to people that have switched over in 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 recent times from being a uh, progressive to being a conservative in general, and you know, getting you know, red pilled or whatever it is that we want to call it. Uh, it's been it's been really interesting talking talking to a lot of those kinds of people and seeing what what was that moment where you switched. And, you know, and I talked to a lot of these guys and what what's ended up happening, it's it's when they started questioning the narratives that were coming out of them almost every single time. It's almost verbatim is 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 as soon as they realize, for example, I talked I talked to to, to Brandon Strzok. I've had him on my show a few times of uh, the of the walkaway movement. And one of the things that he told me was the thing that woke that started sending him down the rabbit trail of maybe what the mainstream media is telling me is not true 
what had to had to do with you know all the accusations against Donald Trump, um, you know, attacking uh, you know that that the 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 disabled reporter and saying that 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 means that Donald Trump was hateful towards that guy when in reality he saw he saw these clips of Donald Trump doing that exact same motion towards all these different people, right? You know that were not disabled, and and he's like, so if they're lying to me about that. What else are they lying to me about? And then he went down this rabbit trail, uh, and, and he discovered that he's being lied to all the time. And I hear that story over and over and over again, but the key is getting people to just find that one point of contention where they feel like they're being lied to by somebody, and then you can wake them up to, they're lying to you about this. They're also lying to you about the vaccines. They're lying to you about the COVID vaccines. They're lying to you about election fraud. They're lying to you about all these different things then you can begin to red pill people. But it seems like it's almost exclusively as soon as they start questioning what they're being told is when people start to wake up. Well, and I, I, we've talked about this a lot, and I think ultimately it triggers their, their ultimate – what the catalyst was in the first place was their laziness because the rabbit hole is so dark and deep, and they've lied to us about so much. So it belies this question, like you said, what else are they lying about? And then the next question – is wow what else do i what do i then have to do about it because then you have to take ownership of the fact that you're being lied to and then you have to change how you you know see things and most people it's so bad you know we're all of like minds here it's so bad from satanic ritual abuse to the pharmaceutical company i mean you name it there's so many different things you know war is a racket you know peddling children during wars and human trafficking you name it the rabbit hole is freaking dark and deep so when you start asking your question how much are they lying about and you start getting into how much they are lying to us and what they're lying to us about it then again what am i going to do about it and usually the answer is not a lot we we yeah. talk we talk a lot of stuff from pat you know we talked a long time for six seven years about the woes of the world and you know it's kind of discouraging because it's like you can't necessarily change what they're going to do the world economic form etc only you can change how you react to it but it's still disheartening to know that the world our kids are growing up in you know us too but you know our kids inherit are going to inherit some some dark stuff man yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and for, for me, the thing the thing that really, really motivates me is is, is that very thing. What, what are we going to leave our kids like? What what kind of world is going to be left for our kids or our grandkids or great grandkids? Because because like when you're looking at like you got, you mentioned the World Economic Forum, you start looking at things that like you've all know what Harari's talking about, where he literally says that humanity no longer has free will because your your brains are now hackable and they can actually get you to believe certain things or behave in certain ways. Without you even knowing it, and then you start looking at what's happening with the vaccines, with in in regards to artificial intelligence and the quantum dots that are in there, and you you again you just go down this ra- this rabbit hole, right? And and you know I have I have I do a show every Thursday, so uh you know actually late, later today at six o'clock Eastern every Thursday with with Karen Kingston, who's the Pfizer whistleblower. Uh, we we do a show called In the Foxhole, and we we literally dive into a lot of the patents behind the the COVID vaccines and the documentation showing that no they're actually bioweapons. This is all intentional. This is not accidental. We we dive into all that kind of stuff. We've been having some really interesting conversations about the use of artificial intelligence, uh you know, in there because because when you start looking at you know the graphene oxide with the, with the metals and the mag- magnetism and all that kind of stuff that's the basis of quantum computing when you actually get when you actually get down to the foundation level of quantum computing 
and and you you hear you know uh, technicians and and uh, programmers talking about it the the algorithms that are going on and the equations within quantum computing it's like random numbers are coming up that don't make sense it's like it's they say it's it's almost like these numbers are coming out of nowhere when in standard computing everything makes mathematical sense well where are those numbers coming from there's a lot of people that actually believe that quantum computing is the communication with the spirit world with with demonic forces so if so if if you actually dive into this and you understand there's quantum dots in the back scenes. You understand that there's artificial intelligence in the vaccines. You start you start diving into this. It's like, is this a repeat? You know, as a Christian myself, I'm looking, is this a repeat of Genesis 6 where they're trying to blend together demonic forces with humanity, except they're using technology and transhumanism in order in order in order to get to that point? And you start looking at this and you look at what you've all know Harari says and Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and all and all these guys. And then you look at the technology that's actually in here. You're like, no, this is what they're trying to do with these injections. They're trying they're trying to depopulate the earth. Yes. But they're also trying to injure a large amount of people. And on top of that, the people that do survive, they're trying to control them from within and they don't even know it. That's what we really have to wake up people to. And that comes from documentation, like what Karen and I are doing every Thursday. And then it comes from actually looking at what these guys are saying. Go look at what Yuval Noah Harari is saying. It should scare you to your core that that you no longer, in in their mind, you no longer have free will. That is terrifying. Yeah, I had a I had a great conversation with uh, Jamie Walden. Are you are you familiar with Jamie Walden at all? I'm familiar. Yeah, I'm familiar with the name. Yeah. So I tell you what, the guy's brilliant. He's a former, uh, retired Marine. Um, some interesting stuff was going on when he was in high school with a certain agency that was kind of um, grooming him, so to speak. Let's put it that way. But he he he, you know, is is a very um, devout Christian follower of Christ. And I had a really, really interesting conversation with him on the phone. And I started going through, you know, because my journey started with healing myself from respiratory damage from black mold in my early 20s that I suffered from most of my childhood. I couldn't breathe. I was a decent wrestler, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but I wanted to be a champion, and I just couldn't breathe. I couldn't figure it out. So anyway, having healed myself through organics and a light bulb going off, I started that journey of figuring out, you know, why everything was going wrong with people. In the 80s, people started becoming obese, right? And health issues started happening. And autistic children started to be brought to me to my martial arts school and wondering why this is happening to children. Not the fact that just accepting it's happening, but wondering what was going wrong with society. And that long journey uh, took me to the soil, obviously, and, and recognizing how bad this is really, this war is being waged and the genetically modified foods, as you mentioned earlier, destruction of the soil, the, you know, the microbiome, you know, the, the trillions and trillions of microbes in an acre alone um, are being destroyed with all of these pesticides and herbicides. And we need those. We are microbes. We're 90% microbes. So we need that stuff to stay healthy, so to speak. But he said to me, Pat, you've got to go back to, he goes, you get it. You get it. And, and for all of our listeners, go to YouTube and punch up the Queen of England lighting the triple helix lights that go across the, the palace lawn and up the tree of knowledge. And he said, now recognize that's a satanic ritual and recognize that they hate God and us so much that they are literally destroying the earth. They're destroying all creation, modifying all creation. So it's no longer made in his image, mankind and altering our DNA and the signature of God. And that is literally the war at, at, at its heart. 
Yeah. Well, it's, it's like every it's like everything that they're telling us that's good is bad, and, and what's bad is good. It's 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 almost biblical when when you when you actually think about it. Everything everything is everything is backwards, and and it's it, it's really interesting to me when you actually dive into this and you actually look at this at the satanic occultic practices that are that are going on and just how demonic our world leaders actually are. It's it's like. You know, it, to me, it's obvious that they're trying. Obviously, they're trying to establish the the new world order. They're trying to establish the one world government, one world currency, one world religion, as the, as they discuss in the Bible in the Book of Revelation that they that they predict. This 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 has been going on since the beginning of time. You can trace th- that this exact same agenda going all the way back to the beginning of time. You can you can trace this throughout all the world superpowers to today. This is nothing new. Satan's been trying to do this since the beginning of time, and so now here we are. Today, where, where they're talking about everything from like climate change, right? That, that's, that's the new thing. That's the thing that's gonna, you know, destroy, destroy this planet. But then you actually start thinking about things rationally and logically, and you start thinking, okay, so, uh, you know, the North, the North Pole, right? It's ice. It's floating up there. To what temperature does, does something have to be in order for ice to melt? About 32 degrees. So if you're talking about a degree or two degree difference in the Earth's temperature, that's not going to cause the North Pole to melt. That's not even going to cause the South Pole to melt. So at a certain point, you're like, okay, so you're, you're going to talk about 20 degrees or 30 degrees or 40 degrees of, of the global Earth temperature to rise in order for ice to even begin to melt. It doesn't matter if it goes from negative two to, to zero. It's still not going to melt. And then on top of that, let's just hypothetically say that, that the Earth's temperature did raise enough for the North Pole to completely melt. It's no more ice. You do realize it's floating ice. What happens if you have a cup of if you have a cup of water with ice in there and it melts? The the top the the level of water does not change. So if you're talking about the entire North Pole melting, it would not raise the sea levels. All they're doing is they're lying to everybody on on a daily basis again to instill this fear to push this particular agenda. And it's it is crazy that people again like this seems like the common theme today. People are not thinking rationally and logically. This is like second grade science. That we're talking talking about right here, and people aren't people aren't thinking critically about these kinds of things. It's 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 crazy when you actually think about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I, any yeah, go ahead, Jeff. Sorry. Well, I'm just saying this is <clears throat> we talked about it so many times about fear based trauma, whatever it is, whether it's COVID, whether it's starting a war. I'm that Kegelian dialectic of. Problem, reaction, solution. You know, they create the problem. We react most of the times out of fear, and then they bring in the solution to the problem they created. And it, it happens in just so many different iterations. Like I they use that tool many times. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and it, it, I think we're seeing this play out to where to where they're they're coming up with these with these solutions to fix the problems that they themselves are creating. And, and, and I think, you know, when we go back, we can take we can even take that back to, to climate change. You know, you know, you know, they talk about oh, there's all these extreme weather conditions and different and you know, rate right raising temperatures, lowering temperatures in different areas and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, you do realize that our own government is participating in weather manipulation on a daily basis. Like, like, so at a certain point, when you start, when you actually start thinking about it, you're like, every time you mess with God's natural order, there's going to be ramifications. You know, we see that in the human body when you're talking about injecting people with all these chemicals and things along those lines. There's going to be reactions to these, these non-organic forms that are in your body. What do you think is going to happen in nature? Like, like, it's, it's crazy. Every day, I look out my office window right here. I, I can look out and I will see chemtrails going by. I will see the planes going by, 
with, with the trails going yep. behind them, and I will turn to my wife and I'll <laughs> say, "Look at the look at the weather. Is, is it going to rain sometime in the next seventy two hours?" Every single time, she's like, "Yep, it's 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 going to be either cloudy or raining." And you, so then you start so then you start thinking. So in California. Obviously, they're trying. They're trying to, you know, get get more get more uh, rain, get more water, all that all that kind of stuff. I get it, but don't you think that there's also going to be ramifications for messing with the weather? And also, what what are they putting out into the atmosphere? Is that good for me to be breathing in? More than likely, from all the research I've been looking at, you're you're talking about aluminum. You're talking about all all these kinds of kinds of medical particles and all that. That can't be good for us from from a health standpoint. So then you start you start diving down di- diving down this rabbit hole and, and and really trying to uncover all this kind of stuff. And you're like, maybe there is climate change, but maybe it's self induced, not by quote unquote pollution, not by cows farting out in pastures, but maybe it's by those planes that are dropping all these metallic particles into the sky and messing with our weather, messing with our health. And it's like they can't even be honest about that. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I've talked about this. They can't even acknowledge the fact that weather weapons. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, I've talked about this many times. Look through, you know, manufacturing through people putting chemicals on their lawns, uh, chemicals on golf courses, agriculture, you know, I, we can't blame just agriculture because it's everybody. Everybody's doing it, right? So, but there's also a practice in the Midwest. It's been going on for over 20 years, and I've talked about this before, is there'll be a huge farm uh, field that's purchased here in Iowa, for instance, and they'll bring in excavators and they'll scrape all the black soil, the living soil off of the clay. And then they'll put a couple of inches of black soil back down. That clay cannot hold water. So the water runs off immediately. They're also making farmers put drain tiles, <laughs> excuse me, in their fields. So, and that water runs off right away. <laughs> Dang it. <clears throat> and so that water disappears, goes somewhere else. You don't get the evaporation rates. You don't get the rain. That's why we're seeing the droughts, all of it. It's all combined. And then the, the chemicals that are being sprayed in the sky, what, you know, people can, I've said it before, please Google search weather modification programs, weather modification companies, weather modification legislation in your own state and Washington, D.C., and then look at what's being sprayed in the aerosols. And the next time the snow melts, go out and off of anything that you, that is smooth, a windowsill or anything, scrape um, the residue off of there with a credit card and then put a magnet to it, and it'll pick up a lot of that stuff. So that's literally the metals, the heavy metals that have been sprayed onto us. It's settling into our soil. It's killing the soil. It's killing crops. And it's going to cause massive problems. And these people need to be held accountable. They need to be held accountable. Yeah, well, you know, and, and I'm glad you brought brought up the soil and, and the agriculture side of things as well, because because I, I think that that's something that we really need that we really need to pay attention to. And um, I don't know if you saw, but there, there was that farmer that was on um, Joe Rogan's show uh, uh, maybe a, a couple of months ago, where he was he was talking about organic farming and 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 things along those lines. Well, that that farmer he's actually that he actually runs white white oak pastures that's that's in Georgia. And, um, and so w- w- my, my wife and I, a couple of years ago, we had actually gone, we actually did a farm tour of that, you know, years before he was ever on Joe Rogan's podcast or anything like that. Uh, you know, we, we stayed there on the property and they, they walked us through in, or, in a, in an actual legitimate organic farm, right? And they, they, they go from raising, raising cows, raising, raising pigs, raising chickens from birth all the way up. And then they actually slaughter everything right there on property. They use every, every part of the animal. No pesticides, no chemicals. Everything's completely organic. But one of the one of the really one of the really cool things that 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 we got to see is you you look at their property 
and they've they've got healthy soil, healthy grass. Everything is grass fed. The cows are out there in the field. The chickens are wandering around. They've got open pastures, all this kind of stuff. Again, no no chemicals intentionally. And you look at the health of their soil. You can legitimately see this. You, they take you to the edge of their farm, and next door is a conventional farm. It's like it's like living versus dead. And then there's a there's a stream that goes along their properties. And, you know, and uh, so White Oak Pastures is upstream from the conventional farm. You look at the quality of the water that's going down there. It's almost crystal clear. Like you can see to the bottom. And then and then, so then the, the creek's coming down and then there's a, there's an end point where where their property line ends. And then you can see the water running off from the conventional farm into this creek and it's dirty, murky water. And there's almost a line in the water, in the creek, where you can see the difference between the organic farm and the conventional farm. And then you start thinking, what the heck is going into this? And then you start doing more research, and that water is then going going down into the Gulf of Mexico. And where this water actually unloads into the water, all of a sudden now, all, all of the wildlife that, that's in that section of the Gulf of Mexico that's right there where the water goes into – they're all dying. It, it's a big fishing area, different, 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 different kinds of, I, I forget what, what kinds of animal, you know, whether it's, you know, crab or lobster or shrimp or whatever it is, but they're like, they can no longer fish there anymore because of, of the off running of all this water that's going into the creek that's then going in to the Gulf of Mexico. And the thing is, is that people still think, oh yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go to Walmart and I'm gonna buy my regular conventional food that's grown on these conventional farms. And you're like, how in the world can you think that that's healthy when, especially if you can see the difference? Between the organic farm and the conventional farm, it's 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 actually mind blowing when you can see this happen right in front of you. And one of the other interesting things that I'll say as well, uh, you know, I I actually went into the to the slaughterhouse where they are actually slaughtering cows, and you know saw the process and how they do. That. And they, were, they were walking us through the difference between a conventional farm and 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 their organic farm, and where they, again they do everything from birth all the way up to slaughtering. Uh, themselves on property. And it was, it was, it was actually crazy to see. But, you know, they go through this process. Everything is very humane. Uh, you know, it, it they, they take advantage of every aspect of the animal because they, they're like, if we're going to, if we're going to kill this cow, we're going to use every aspect, make it totally worth it, all that kind of stuff. What, what they do there is like maybe they kill five cows a day, eight cows a day, maybe max. But if you go to a conventional farm, they're slaughtering hundreds, if not thousands of cows a day. They're just going through them just for the ribs or just for the flank, or just for one aspect of that cow, and then they just throw the cow away. And, and, and you start thinking about that, and then all the hormones they're adding into, all the antibiotics that they're adding into it, now I'm hearing that they're adding mRNA uh, you know, vaccines in, into the, the conventional farm animals as well. You start, diving, you start diving into this. At a certain point, you're like, when will people wake up and realize we need to stop consuming this stuff? Not only is it bad for the environment and our health, but it's, but it's bad because we're we're legitimately consuming this into our bodies. That cannot be good for you to be putting that in your body. Yet everybody is, and then everybody wonders why they're on five pharmaceutical drugs in order to to feel okay and feel healthy. The level of inundation, Pat, your mic your mic's off, Pat. The the level of inundate, the, how how deep we are in just toxicity, man. I mean, we're just surrounded by food, air, water, soil. I think uh, one of our former guests said when we're born in our umbilical cord, we're born with like 200 plus different toxic synthetic metals and chemicals. Like we're born toxic. Like you said, like Pat, I think you just mentioned it. Our largest body is, is, is our, our skin is our largest organ in the body. We just absorb all of this. And it's almost you're doing it the right way. I mean, that's like even with even with quote unquote organics, they can still in order to 
be certified organic. They still have X amount, whatever the percentage is, of stuff in there and still be considered organic, which is like, I don't know, seems a little counterintuitive. So like only we've talked about this before about permaculture. The only way to really assure you're getting the good stuff, micronutrients and vitamins in your food and your water and your soil and everything is to do it yourself, which is not easy. We all all live, you know, busy lives. So it's tough to go buy six or seven acres and set up a permaculture and, and do it the right way. And that's almost by design. Like they keep us busy. And I don't know, man, this, well, the, as much as this is supposedly, a, a, it is a solution based show. It's really, yeah. this is kind of a, it's really upsetting, dude. I mean, it's upsetting just to know, because I think that this is a, to a large degree, and to just to know the dark arts and the dark forces that run this place, are, it's, it's eugenics. We call it eugenics. They hate all of us. And here's they're a, doing their best to take us out. Yeah, here's here's on so many different levels. Here's a little comedy. Here's a little comedy. So, you you know you have a transgender person who's a, a man, born a man, and and dressed as a woman, and demanding that you say ma'am, and then you hand them a pill, a Viagra, and they take it, and then you know wait for an hour when they have a heart on and go repeat yourself again, say it again, <laughs> tell me you're a woman now. <laughs> yeah, bizarro world. It, it, it is bizarro world. It, it, it's like it's like every everything is backwards. Everything is turned upside down. Nothing like there is. It seems like there's no more objective truth in the minds of of the masses, and and that that's extremely concerning. Like it, I feel like it used to be in, in you know because again I deal with politics constantly you know every day. It used to be that there was objective truth and you had di- you had differences of opinion on the solutions. But but over the last several years, I've come to the conclusion that's no longer the case. We we have two completely different worldviews. We have two com- two completely sets of truths that are going on that that are claimed by either side. And you know there is no compromising if you can't agree on the truth. There's there's compromise if you can agree on the truth, but you have a different solution to that, which is what I feel like it used to be, uh, at least supposedly in the narrative between Democrats and Republicans. But now it's like we have two completely re- different realities. How how can you compromise, like you mentioned, over over transgenderism? How can you compromise if you can't even come down to the basic objective truth that men are men and women are women? There is no compromise there. Same thing when you're, when you're talking about abortion. If you believe that life begins at conception and the other side believes that life begins after the baby comes out of the womb, maybe after it's separated from the umbilical cord or whatever it might be, there is no compromise there because you have two completely different sets of quote unquote objective truths. One, be- one begins, life begins nine months earlier than, than the other one. There is no compromise there. And that that's that's the hard part about where I feel like right now is one side's going to have to defeat the other side. There is no more finding middle ground. It's just one side's going to have to win or the other side's going to have to win. Well, an abortion is just a tool to desensitize. You know, whether you agree or disagree with abortion, you have to come to the conclusion that it is a tool to desensitize the population so that later on after they get so used to you know, uh, a baby being dismembered and pulled out of a woman's body that eventually if, if you'll accept that, then you'll accept people who don't agree with you, you know, getting stuffed in train, train boxcars and, and shipped off for their death. I mean, that's, that's literally, that's the way that I see it anyway. 
Yeah. No, it's 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 a it's a very it's a very good point. It seems like everything around us is desensitizing, and 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 specifically in in regards to kids these days as well, they're they're specifically desensitizing children from a very young age. You know, from every everything. You know, from if you look at the if you look at the books that are going in, into schools right now, they're talking about abortion from a from a very young age. They're talking about transgenderism. They're 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 talking like I was even thinking as well, like. You know, I, you know, for, you know, for the longest time, I, I was a big Marvel fan of watching the Marvel movies and all that, and all that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, I, I stopped watching it after the, the last Avengers movie because I'm like, the, it went so completely woke, so over the top. It, it was absolutely insane. But the interesting thing for me that I, that I started thinking about is, like, if, if you go to, if you go to Disneyland, right? You look at what they, what they do with, with those, with those characters. They're marketing Iron Man, Spider Man, Thor, Black Panther, to kids for PG-13 movies. They're they're marketing them for five-year-old kids. Well, it, clearly, the movie's not appropriate for a five-year-old. It's violent. There's sexual innuendo. There's all these things. So so why are they marketing the toys to five-year-olds for movies that they shouldn't be watching until they're at least 13 years old? Like, like, like when you actually start thinking about there's they're desensitizing kids to violence and then you and then you get shocked that oh oh there's there there's kids with mental illness and they go out and and they they shoot up schools and then you can get into the whole conspiracy theory and and you know I, I think there's probably more truth to it than not about about uh you know the government using these mental illnesses in order to get kids to actually go do the shootings to push gun control and create fear and all this kind of stuff but when you actually just get down to this base level Kids and people in general are being desensitized to everything, to where there is no more morality, there is no more objective truth. You know, they're 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 being told on one hand, yeah, glorify these superheroes that are going that are going around committing these acts of violence, but then violence is bad. Don't do violence. It's creating chaos in kids' minds to where again they don't know up from down, right from wrong. Everything is twisted upside down, and you can no longer tell reality if you can create the chaos. Then you come in with a solution, and then you playing follow the leader. Well, de- desensitized and oversexualized. Yeah, I mean you, these these drag reading shows. Like when when was that? When did that become okay? And this notion, not to divert too much into the trans conversation, I guess we're already there. But like this reassignment surgery for children. In my opinion, that's child abuse. I mean, they have to be 17 to go to an R-rated movie, 13 to watch a PG-13 movie, 18 to buy cigarettes, 21 to vote, 18 to go to the military, but they can get a reassignment surgery at seven and eight. What? Yeah. Well, and, and also, and also there, um, there's there's a guy named Jeffrey, Jeffrey Younger. I don't know if you've seen his case out, out in Texas, but he's dealing with a custody battle over his son, who's uh, and, I, and I've I've actually spoken at a conference with with Jeff, a really nice guy, Christian guy, uh, but you know his his ex-wife. Is a, is a pediatrician that has convinced their son that he's actually a girl. And, and she actually just won a lawsuit in Texas allowing her to take their son to the state of California to begin getting hormone blockers and begin, begin the transition. And the kid's like nine years old, 10 years old. And Jeff Younger has no say in it whatsoever. He's not allowed to, he's not allowed to contest. And this is in a Texas court. This isn't California. This is a Texas court that's allowing the ex-wife to take the 10-year-old son to California to begin the transition process. Like, like, at what point do you think that maybe a 10-year-old may regret that decision 
when he turns 12 or 13 or 14 or 18 or 25, like kids go through this process and they can go through this process and almost in almost every circumstance, they come out of it changing. And a lot of it is outside pressures, societal pressures, pressures from the mother, pressures from the parents, things along those lines. Kid, there's a reason why we don't let underage kids get tattoos. But you, but you can begin, you know, getting hormone blockers and transgender surgeries, but you can't get a tattoo because a tattoo's permanent. But transgender surgery, it, like, it, it's it's mind-boggling that people think that this is okay. It's purely demonic. It's purely yeah. demonic, and and that's that's the goal. Again, we know, you know, and so the school board, for instance, five of the seven members, along with the um, superintendent here in Bettendorf, Iowa, you know, at the beginning of all this chaos. And, and I started noticing a massive switch in the school system here uh, long before, you know, I had gone to the school board, I think it was a couple of years before this even hit. And the, my middle daughter had brought home paperwork um, for families to read. And it was a sheet of paper and it said 10 ways, and I've said this before on the show, 10 ways that families can mitigate um, global crisis, you know, the global warming and, and global, you know, climate crisis. And I started reading, uh, use less water, what, you know, all the, all the common sense stuff, whatever. Then it got to number six and it was make sure you're vaccinated. And I went, okay, I'm going, I'm going to the school board meeting and I'm going to raise hell with these people. And I was saying to them, the, this indoctrination has got to stop. It needs to stop. And that's when things started to switch over. But since this pandemic, you know, this, this, uh, COVID bioweapon was released and the, and the injection started. Five of the seven members are off of their rockers with, they had a guest speaker on via uh, Zoom call and a, a lady from Des Moines, Iowa is talking about that one day a boy can assume that they're a girl and go into the girl's locker room. And if by chance the next day even they decide that they're going to be a boy that day, they can go back to the boy's locker room. And this is the madness that we are dealing with. These people have have been moved into positions of power. None of these people should have any decision-making power or be anywhere near children. They are psychopaths. One of the Bettner School Board members is a police officer. And the guy's walking around with a gun and a badge. That's, I mean, you talk about, you know, um, a megalomaniac who's very sick in the head. This is scary stuff. And these people... When the media tells them that it's time to turn up the heat on us again, if you think those people aren't going to obey, you're crazy. They're going to do what they're told, what the media programs them to do, and what, you know, what the system tells them to do. That's what I've been afraid of since the beginning of this. You know, I was the one saying, you know, on our show, the people that are going to accept this and believe this and put masks on and close their businesses and do all of this stuff and, those are the people that are going to cost lots, a lot of lives. There's a lot of people that are going to lose their lives because of these, these people believing this stuff. And that's, that's what's panned out. It's happening. Yeah. Well, you know, even in like, you know, my own, my own personal life, like, like my wife lost her, lost her best friend who broke up with us because we, we, at the beginning of COVID because of, of our political views and then also because we, we wouldn't get back. So, you know, we weren't allowed to go around them at all. And so that, that, that was, that was a huge thing. That was a huge thing there. But then also for me, the hard part with, the hard part with all of this 
is is that it's it like like I keep saying we we go back to this this idea of objective truth and subjective truth and like like what what, what you're talking about with the with the transgender kids and what they're t- what they're talking about in school board meetings and you know and all that this shows how deeply entrenched the left has become in every aspect of society you know they run our school boards you know i live i live in orange county california which is a little conservative bubble down here down here in southern california we've got a mag we've got a little maga bubble down here but but we were also the first county to have our county board of supervisors attempt to implement a vaccine mandate for the entire state but we're but but i'm like but i thought we were conservative well it's because nobody actually that's conservative cares about your local politics. All they cared about was who we're sending to Washington, D.C., maybe who we're sending to Sacramento. But nobody actually knew who we were voting for for the county board of supervisors. These guys are as about as progressive as you can possibly get, and they're governing a predominantly conservative part of the state of California and pushing vaccine mandates. Uh, you know, down here in Orange County, they're also, they're also trying to push, you know, transgender issues on, onto kids and all this kind of stuff. And it's because they're, they understand the strategy. They understand the strategy of infiltration. Local politics is extremely important because that's where you have the most say over everyday people, way more than Washington, D.C., until maybe as of late because D.C. is just completely overrun and there's no more limitations on the federal government. But the only way to offset what's going on with the feds and, and, the, and the propaganda and the lies is to get involved with local politics, get the right sheriff, especially one of the best things you can do is get the right sheriff in town that will actually defend your constitutional rights. You know, I've been talking with, with Karen Kingston on, on, our, on our Thursday show in the Foxhole a lot about how do we actually combat all of this when it comes to the COVID vaccines? And, and you know, because in my opinion, the COVID vaccines are bioweapons that were intended to injure, kill, and control. That that's it. They were not they were not designed to protect anybody. They were not designed for any positive reason. They are bioweapons. So then what do we do? Our elected officials, our political leaders, need to get this off the market as quickly as possible, and we need to prosecute Big Pharma. Is that going to happen? No, because Big Pharma funds a lot of their campaigns. So then how do we counter this? It's through hmm. local politics. It's through your county. You're, you know, you realize your county could actually ban the, the, the distribution of vaccines. They could do that. The sheriff could begin to enforce this. If you got the right people in positions of power in your local governments, you can actually begin to make some headway. And then if more counties and more counties and more counties, and then maybe it's spread to a state, and then you start pushing back against the federal government through the state, yeah, we can do that. But you can't push back against the feds as an individual. That's where we have to organize locally. And the best way that we can offset all this crazy tyranny and craziness going on with the feds is to get involved with local politics. Like you said, school boards, sheriffs, county board of supervisors, your city council, that's where we can actually make a difference. But we know we talk about a lot. I'm sorry. We, we, we echo that sentiment. Are you down there in Mike Garcia country? Uh, I, I'm down in, uh, I'm down in Newport Beach. I'm not 47th uh, district. Uh, yes, yes, actually 47th. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Pat. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say that, you know, we've, we've caught wind that, you know, there are law enforcement officials, including sheriffs who are being pressured by the feds. Um, they, you know, they're, they're dealing with a lot of pressure from the top down right now. And so we're going to start seeing, unfortunately, that sheriffs and, and local law enforcement folks um, are going to mysteriously start start switching over and not being, you know, the people we thought they were, um, you know, compromised in, in different ways. And so that that's that's the problem. So 
you know, but you are right. It has to take place at a local level. And, you know, just for instance, the, the, um, a certain, certain gentleman by the name of Dr. Katz, who is the Scott County, Iowa health director, health department director, you know, he gave a presentation at the Bettendorf Library and a lot of folks showed up to destroy his narrative and destroy the data sets that he was presenting. And a couple of doctors that were there as his assistants physically started to go after those individuals, including myself, um, because they were so deranged and so upset, you know, that, that the narrative was being questioned and literally in front of their eyes melting. And they had little, I mean, it was, I watched them have nervous breakdowns and start to aggressively move towards um, folks who were questioning the narrative. And I had to say to one lady, I go, you need to calm down. You you really need to calm down. And one gentleman who was a, a doctor at uh, a, a local hospital here swatted at Jason Burmis and his camera. Um, and he, but he did it like this, <laughs> you know, and you just go, this, this is, this is lunacy. These people are insane. Uh, they're so indoctrinated and down the rabbit hole of modern medicine and pharmaceuticals that they can't see, they can't see any, there's no common sense, none. Well, and and then there's no, also no common sense from from our elected officials on on a lot of levels, and a lot of that and a lot of that comes back to especially when you're looking at interstate governments and probably some some when it comes to sheriffs and things along those lines. Look look at look at where they need to get their funding from. A lot of times it's coming from the federal government, and that that's how the federal government is actually actually in, in, able to infiltrate into our local politics is through funding. And so so when yes. you when you actually look at you know for example the COVID nineteen rollout, there was there was a lot of governors, uh, including guys like Ron DeSantis and different people like that that were for med- that were they were for medical freedom at a certain point. Obviously, a lot of them shut down and all that kind of stuff. But they're like okay medical medical freedom. You know we're going to open up. You can make a decision. We're not going to mandate it. We're not going to force it. The force the vaccine. All that kind of stuff. Cool. But at the same time, for example, in the state of Florida, they were still accepting federal government money in order to promote the vaccines in the state of Florida for the longest time. So you follow the money. Where's that money going? I, I believe, if I remember correctly, that the only state that did not take federal money in order to promote the covid vaccines in their state was New Hampshire. That was it. Everybody else, every other state, red state, blue state, everybody took federal money. To promote the COVID-19 vaccines, or as I call them, the bioweapon injections, or as Dr. Zelenko called them, the poison death shots, they took money in order to market and promote these and inject as many people as they possibly could with these injections. Even, even Ron DeSantis in Florida, everybody took it. So when you begin to follow the money, this is where that we as conservatives, if we get involved in in the local level, in your local politics, in your state politics, one of the best things that we can do for our own self-preservation is to is to figure out how to be self-sufficient as as a county, as a city, as a state to where we don't need to take that money from the federal government. We don't need to be bribed and blackmailed with these federal grants, with the with this federal inflection in in uh injection of money in into our state. Stop being reliant on the feds or else you're going to be beholden to them. And so if we can figure out how to get our states to stop being reliant upon the feds, we may have a better chance to push back against this federal government overreach. That's so often where the money comes in, going back to the, you know, Interstate Commerce Act. Hey, let us push this interstate through your state or you're not getting any federal money, home money after 9-11. That's that's such a good point, man. That And, Pat, I'm glad you brought that up. Oftentimes our sheriffs now are getting compromised and tainted from a lot of this federal money. I'm here in a county out in St. Louis. 
out in the and they got, I think, over COVID, it was like 12 or 22 million, a lot of money for a small place like this. And it, it winds up just compromising a lot of people who probably normally would have good intentions. And just um, the small print, sorry, before you close up, Jeff, the small yeah. print, the small print in the paperwork for states and counties and cities to accept this money was in the future, you're going to be following the climate crisis uh, protocols as well. And that's that's what the documents say, period. People can look that up and read it for themselves. So this is yeah, this it it's not it's not it's not good. It's not good. So people definitely have to figure out how to back themselves out of the system. Oh yeah, for sure. And and I and I'll and I'll just say say, say this say this as well. You know, everybody's always reaching out to me because again, I talk about a lot of these issues in depth on my show and I'm always like questioning guests. One of the interesting things is I have a lot of politicians that that used used to come on my show. They don't quite come on as much because I always <laughs> ask them about the uh what are you going to do about the COVID vaccines? And you know, you know, I've I've had, you know, some people that are in Congress right now, some people that obviously didn't, they didn't win their elections. But I, I asked almost everybody, what are you going to do about it? Because these are killing people. They're injuring people. You know, look at the ingredients. It's not it's not a good thing. We need to get this off the market. And not a single one of them would say, yeah, you know, what? we, we need to do something about this. It was, well, I'm for medical freedom. You can make your own choice that, you know, the, the wishy washy answer that politicians usually give. So hmm. given given that fact We've got to begin to take it upon ourselves to actually do something. And everybody's always asked me, what can I do? Well, number one, what you can do is you can talk to your friends and family, wake them up with the truth, like, like we were talking about earlier, get them to question one thing, then they question another thing, then they question another thing. And the, the best advice that I always give is you ask questions, force them to rationalize their position, because a lot of times they will just stumble over themselves and realize, I have no idea what I'm talking about. If you ask pointed questions instead of you telling them what the truth is, a lot of times they'll get to the truth a lot quicker than if you just you know blast them with the truth. So that that's one piece of advice. But then also, as well, what we can do is we can actually, like we were talking about, we can actually begin to get involved. Now, you may be saying, I don't want to be a politician. I don't want to run for office. I don't have a podcast. I, you know, I'm busy enough with work and taking care of my four kids or whatever it might be. Sure. But you can also support the right people. Find people in your local communities that will run for city council, that will run for county board of supervisors, that will get involved in your, in your local elections, school boards, all that kind of stuff. Find the right people and then support them, whether it's financially, whether, whether it's volunteering, whatever, whether it's even just voting for the right people, doing your research, finding the right people to support. But it's going to take some level of action on all of us getting educated, getting informed, and then actually doing something. It doesn't mean you have everybody has to run for office, but you got to have somebody in your local area that's good, that you can support, that you can find. And if not, draft them. Go out and convince somebody to run if you don't feel like you're that person, and then get behind them. But there's you got to do something. If everybody did one step in the right direction, we could make up some massive ground as opposed to one person over here, one person over there, one person over there. So that's just what I'll leave everybody with as well. In numbers with that doubt. Wow, this has been a heavy conversation, Jeff. I really appreciate you coming on. It's really a, a stark reminder of a lot of the stuff we talk about and how, you know, it's uh we got some work to do. We definitely collectively, you know, as, hum as humanity, we got some work to do because we got some bad people doing some bad stuff to us. The Jeff Dornick show, you can find that on most platforms. You can podcast. I believe it's on YouTube. A little bit everywhere. Rumble, like he mentioned in the beginning, we'll, we'll add a link. Uh, you have a website too, JeffDornick.com. Yeah, jeffdornick.com. And then also, also, I've been transitioning over to uh, my Substack. So jeffdornick.substack.com. And then I'm, I'm posting, I'm trying to get an article out every day, all my shows, interviews, all that kind of stuff over there as well. So jeffdornick.substack.com. 
Perfect. We will add that link in the description. Champ, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Jeff, thank you so very much for the time, man. Wow. Heavy stuff today, ladies and gentlemen. Heavy stuff. I want to thank Jeff for his time. And uh, till next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace and so much love. Sweet. Perfect.